So your story dives into the opioid epidemic and its impact on Central Florida. Can you give me an overview of how this issue has affected places like Ocala and Marion counties? Yeah, definitely. So when I began reporting on this story, um, it was very important to me to look at this issue of the opioid epidemic locally to see how it's impacting our neighbors. Um, we've seen the opioid crisis being broadcast on national news. Um, it's definitely a hot topic. It's been in shows like Euphoria, which is very mainstream and popular at the moment. Um, so a lot of people know about it, but I think when you focus on the issue and how it's impacting the people that go to the same school as you or that are at your workplace, I think it definitely puts everything into perspective and you realize how important it is to tackle this issue and make real changes. So when I spoke to the Ocala Police Department, they gave me some numbers. And so we saw since 2018, the Ocala Police Department responded to over 1,000 overdose incidents. And this has resulted in the deaths of 139 Ocala citizens. There was a very sharp uptick around the time of the pandemic. And the OPD Public Information Officer, Jeff Walksack, who I spoke to, he noticed this incline. And so we believe the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job, all of those could have been stressors during the pandemic that could have led to this increase in the opioid epidemic. And a lot of what your story reported on is what our local communities in Central Florida are doing to curb these deaths or overdoses in their respective areas. One of those programs was in the Ocala area and called the Heroin Opioid Amnesty Program. Can you tell me a bit about that and what it's meant to do? Yeah, so the Heroin Opioid Amnesty Program was launched in January of 2018 by the Ocala Police Department. And so under this program, anyone that's seeking assistance from the police will not be arrested and they will not be added to any sort of criminal activity list within the police department as long as they surrender all of their drugs and paraphernalia to the department. And then these people who are impacted by opioid addiction, they will be admitted to a licensed treatment facility free of any charge. Um, so this was a new effort to hopefully encourage people to seek help. From this program, we learned that a big issue is how to treat those narcotic episodes. So how do these officers respond to these calls? So when the police department receives calls about an opioid-related incident, they arrive with Narcan, which is a prescription drug that treats emergency narcotic overdoses. And this is very important that they always have this on hand because these opioid incidents are occurring almost daily. Paul Bloom, the public information director for the Marion County Sheriff's Office, said that law enforcement, in addition to just finding drugs on the street, finding the people that are dealing these drugs, uh, a big goal that they're focusing on is educating youth about these dangers of opioids in schools. So Bloom also spoke about how a lot of times this addiction begins with painkillers. And when people begin depending on painkillers and they begin using them more and more when suddenly they can't receive any more painkillers, when they can't get it from their pharmacy or wherever they got them. Um, they sometimes go to greater lengths and they begin to fill that gap with potentially heroin. And so when you go to those greater lengths, when you start using drugs like heroin, that's when the overdoses become a really major threat. So it's very important that the police force have these tools to help treat these overdoses, such as Narcan. And so Marion County also has a program to combat these issues. How does this one work? 
So the Marion County Heroin Opioid Task Force, that was launched in 2017 with a similar goal to reduce the number of opioid deaths um, across the county. This task force, it combines intelligence units and also directed patrol units. So these intelligence units, they compile information about suspected criminals or criminal activity across the county. And then they give this information to directed patrol units so law enforcement can go out and find these locations where there may be drug deals or criminal activity, they can track it down and track down those individuals, tackling the issue at the site of where it happens, where it begins. Also in your reporting, you spoke to someone in Florida named Marina Sachs. What did they say about how those issues are sometimes handled or mishandled from their experience? Yeah, so Marina Sachs, they have their podcast where they speak to a lot of people who have dealt with alcohol or drug use, and they have spoken to a lot of people that have been afflicted by the opioid epidemic and who struggle with addiction. They opened my eyes to a very important perspective on the issue. And that is how a lot of times the way the opioid epidemic is handled, um, particularly by the government or law enforcement, that may not be the right way to go about it. And that may not be very effective. And Sachs said, a lot of people that they have spoken to who have become sober, they did not do that because of the government. They actually did it in spite of the government. And so they think a real narrative has to be changed in how the government handles these issues instead of punishing people for using and abusing opioids. They need to be treated. They need to be encouraged to seek help. So you also spoke to Casey Willie, who leads a Gainesville organization to reduce illicit drug use in the area. Tell me about what they provide in local community to accomplish this. So Casey Willie, they're the director and founder of Out of Harm's Reach. And this organization, it began almost a full year ago. And it educates people about harm reduction and how to help reduce the number of opioid-related deaths or injuries. Um, one really great thing that they do is they provide Narcan training to local restaurants and bars in downtown Gainesville. These spots are actually very popular for incidents to occur because a lot of times people kind of, I mean, if you're out at a bar and drinking, a lot of times people can also abuse opioids in that location as well. So they find it very important to treat restaurant owners, bar owners, Narcan training. So when they spot an overdose, not only that, they are taught how to spot an overdose and then proceed to take action and treat that incident. So I think that is really interesting. And I also found it uh, very helpful that out of harm's reach, they offer fentanyl test strips to people so that they can test their drugs um, and make sure that they aren't laced. And overall, this is a very timely story given the increase after the pandemic. How did you initially find the story? I found the story, I actually spoke to my professor, Mr. Bob, about what is timely, what story should be tackled. And he actually brought this story idea to me. And as soon as he mentioned it, I knew it was something that I wanted to tackle. I knew it was definitely a timely story. It was an interesting timeline. I had about a week to complete this story. So it was kind of a tight deadline. And for me, I wanted it to get as close to the issue as I possibly could. Um, definitely need the numbers. You need to speak to law enforcement. You need to know how the issue is in our local counties, but I wanted to speak to people that were impacted by the epidemic. And so within that week timeline, I realized that is very difficult to do. It's very difficult to have people speak up about vulnerable issues, whether they knew someone or that they were impacted themselves. But at the very last minute, I was able to get these amazing 
people to tell their stories. And I think it's really made the story stand out.